welcome to the very first episode of after office hours i'm scooter head of content strategy for parabellum and these are my two co-hosts introduce yourselves my name is noobsy i'm the uh general manager of uh, rocket league operations for parabellum uh i am jamal or jake whichever you prefer and i basically just do whatever noobsy doesn't want to do pretty much it mostly rocket league stuff so you do everything for noobsy <laughs> pretty much yeah all right cool um so yeah i mean we're gonna brand new podcast we're just you know testing the waters here obviously previously in the past drew and myself were doing uh the refrag uh we're kind of moving away from the refrag we kind of want to change the pace refrag was definitely heavily esports you know related this is going to be that plus more we're going to be talking about esports our personal pb games in r6 all the way to why noobsy's wearing the hat he's wearing <laughs> i mean good hat but um and then we're going to talk about you know our sponsors we're going to talk about probably crypto and stocks and just all, even general news as well things going on in the world that we kind of want to touch on give our two cents that people really don't care for but you know we're just going to talk about everything and anything so Let's just jump in with some PB updates real quick. I don't think we have a lot to talk about this week. Not really. Uh, uh, I mean, sorry, I had news. Go ahead. No, just a <laughs> couple of announcements. I mean, a couple of nice ones, a couple of things very good for the, I guess, sustainability of the organization. But overall, not too much news when it comes to updates. Yeah, I mean, the only big thing really this week that we can talk about so far is the which most people have seen already is the merch. Merch is looking yeah. hella clean. And oh, yeah. actually seeing it on um on stage too, as soon as they announced it, seeing them with the, the Peach Boy jersey. Oh, oh yeah. That shit was clean. Oh can I I can cuss, right? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no, that's we're, we're, that leaving, shit we're leaving that in. <laughs> Leave it in. Don't cut it. Leave it in. No, even seeing like Penguin with the the new jacket, I wasn't sure how those yes. were gonna. Obviously, they look second design. I just wasn't sure how they were gonna look on the players or if the players would wear jackets for stage and stuff. But they, they look, look like so this. Oh, good. They look like this. It's even my new uh, desktop background too. So <laughs> that is what the jacket looks like, right? I'm not looking like an idiot. No, no, yeah, that is what yeah, it looks like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if the, I I knew Dude, it was inverted, that, but I didn't know if it was all blue or. That all took white. me a second for you for me to figure out that it was the. Yes, the me too. For this is what you were you were pointing at. I was like, "What are you doing? Making like a rhombus?" <laughs> I was like, "What's a kite, dude? Like, what? Yeah. Why?" Rhombus. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, R six. So we're just going to hop straight from updates to updates at the start of podcast. Um, they'll usually be pretty quick unless we got something major going on. So let's talk about R6 a little while we're talking about the merch. Um, obviously, this podcast is, is the first episode. So we're a couple of weeks behind on some news. Um, R6 roster bringing in Blaz and Gunner. Obviously, the world, we're in week six. Week six now or week five now? Um, uh, yeah, like play day five. Yeah, yeah, yeah play day five and six, the- yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Those two have been a huge addition, both showing their their worth in, well, gold, essentially. Like, Dude, I'm looking at the stats right now, the player ratings. Gunner's number four out of the entire NAL. Yeah, so that's, 
you know, and then Blaz is not too far behind him. I mean, Blaz is. God, I can't count that high. Yeah, <laughs> at, le- brought, at brought least him in to get, get at least top kills. twenty. Yeah, brought Shoots him in to get kills, and, and he's that. a thousand percent. Yeah. So, you know, stage one too. Like people were super impressed when Wimpy came in, and we we were too. Like watching Wimpy go off. Um, you know, I wasn't even in the org at the time, and seeing Wimpy go off, and it was like that's sick. You know, they brought in another CL player, and then like. No disrespect to him, but seeing like Blaz and Gunner, obviously Blaz has made his own name in EU, but Gunner, like, it was a question mark for a lot of people. People were really confused about the pickup, and I, I think same thing with Wimpy. People were confused about the Wimpy pickup and knew he was a good player, but just like kind of out of the blue. Um, and then you know, all three of those guys have done the same thing. So huge shout out to those three. Well, it comes down to that quote that uh, I'm gonna botch it but it is from Tom Brady. It's when you get that one shot, you got you to make the best of it. I'm being serious, you know? No, Drew Bledsoe goes down, Tom Brady gets that one opportunity, and look what happened. So he, Wimpy really capitalized on that one shot, and he definitely made his mark, showed why he deserves to be on a good roster. So I was happy for him. Oh, yeah. Um, And then what else have we got? So we got... I did want to touch on... We got some notes here, obviously, so that's what I'm reading. Uh, I did want to touch on content real quick. Obviously, with me being back, I'm gonna I'm bringing back, um, you know, all the weekly stuff, the sponsored weekly stuff for R6 highlights. You know, um, the comms are returning. Those are gonna be probably this weekend, so it should be out by the time this goes out. Um, what else have we got going on content-wise? You know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff we want to show. I can't say too much about some of the stuff we have planned, but. Obviously, R6 content for Parabellum was pretty non-existent in the last couple of months, so the fact that we can bring it back is fucking huge, and I'm just excited. I'm excited to push more content, and I, especially the TeamSpeak stuff, or whatever we're calling it now, you'll see a different title on whenever it comes out. <laughs> um, and yeah, mainly content, you know, there's a lot of things that I personally think are untapped in R6 content, and I think I'm going to show it off, but again, I can't say too much, so... Yeah, those are definitely people. definitely some of my favorite ones to watch or like team speak like on tab where you can actually hear what's going on in the matches opposed to like like yeah it's cool to see what the commentators are saying while it's happening but actually being able to hear like all the high-paced like comms and everybody screaming on top of like the shit talk that goes on so i want to know what eska yells the other time. <laughs> oh, yeah i, I want to know when what I, they yell at the other when team. i hear hear the french profan- profanity come out that's that's when i get going oh, wee yeah. wee um and so let's i mean i like like i said updates are we're gonna fly through as quick as possible uh we're gonna look at the matches quick just we're gonna we're gonna play a little fun game between ourselves what we kind of think the score i mean obviously we're, we're all probably gonna say pb wins all in on pb all in <laughs> all channel I lost points all my channel points on the beast coast points. game i lost all my si <laughs> channel points on the beast coast game so i'm kind of a little bit upset but I got is. faith that they're gonna earn me some back this oh, yeah. this week. I think they're gonna surprise some folks with that TSM game. So yeah, so we've got PB Mirage for a Playday Seven, and that's gonna be on the Tuesday at two PM, where the first match of the day. Uh, I mm. think that's gonna be a pretty clean like seven three. Mirage have definitely yeah, been looking better, but yeah, I could see that. Still in the Brazil, the seven PB one. PB right? PB obviously. Okay. Don't get it twisted. Don't get, Don't it, get twisted. it twisted. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I think it's going to be... 
I, I think a lot of people are obviously Mirage are looking better. Um, I think it's a playstyle though that the PB boys are probably pretty used to and can read into pretty well. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they played really good against Beast Coast. Now, I'm sure people will say Beast Coast played bad, but you know, at the same time, Mirage looked. I mean, I think it's a 7 it was, 5. Uh, so. Yeah, but coming off of the way they got to 7 5, I think when we do get the lead, I think we just need to breathe a little bit. I think they started going too hard, swinging, peaking when they really didn't need to. Um, I think they just needed to settle down a little bit, and that would have been a good win. But I think that's what they need to kind of focus on is just that just slow down. We got the lead. Don't make dumb decisions. Like they're they're obviously experienced. They just gotta breathe a little bit every now and again. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a good example is with the Dark Zero match. Dark Zero obviously 100%. insane team. They just came off of major win, if I'm not mistaken. Uh and like those first three rounds, we were just ego peaking them and frying the first three rounds. Like Blaz was popping off. That, but, that know, 2v1 an, was ridiculous. With an established team like that, like after those three rounds, they're like, okay, they're going to ego swing, so I'm going to play this differently than I was. Yeah, I'm going to play and like the go tightest through. angles. Yeah. yeah. And I think with a team like Mirage, that obviously still a world-class team, they're playing in an AL, but they're not quite on that level. So I think once we set that tone, let's say we do three rounds like that, then we'll be able to cruise on to the, through the finish line. Yeah. All right, so I think... Uh... I mean, we yeah, we are, we're all pretty even about that that match. Yeah. So let's go on to the yeah. play day eight. Uh, we are going to be the second last game of the day. Don't know what time that's going to be because R six never is on time. I mean, no esports <laughs> is ever on time. Um, PB versus TSM. Jake, you want to you want to give it a go first? See what you what you're predicting. I think it'll be a classic barn burner. I think we'll do our standard get up early. We'll start to drop a couple mount, a couple rounds, call timeout, get back in the game. And I'm feeling, feeling another eight seven OT. Yeah, I think if we're taking it against TSM, I think it's going to be an OT game. Yeah, I think, I think I'm pretty on the same page. Like my problem is, we need the three points from Mirage, and then we would like three more points from TSM. So like the pb in me wants to say like seven five seven zero that's not how i was feeling like as a pb but yeah <laughs> PB but then die I, hard yeah and i but i have to throw the bias aside and say that if we if we are going to take it it's going to be an eight seven or if we lose it it's going to be a seven eight like yeah. it's, it's yeah, going to be a really close team. game like th this team has the capabilities to beat anyone on any day but also i mean so does every other team in NAL. They're there for a reason. They're world-class teams. So it's just, it really depends who shows up. I will say, and I know it's a little thing, but if, uh, I think it was Geo who was sick on TSM. Um, mm. Now, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's, you know, something completely unrelated. If he is still sick and they have to play from home, then I think we have a much better chance because I think, I think it's a lot more likely that it'll be a 7-5 for us because the boys are going to be comfortable on their own PCs. Yep. You know, their chairs are how they like them. You know, they're they're in their zone. And I mean, it's like we've all played events before. So it's like when you're playing at home, it's, you know, I know how my chair is. I know how my desk is. I know how my monitors sit. And yeah, you can replicate it at the LAN and stuff. And You're never going to get it perfect. Yeah, you're never going to get it perfect. And so, yeah, I think... 
we'll see we'll see i mean that's like looking into it way too much but I, I, it's oh, yeah. gonna be a stupid close game and if it yeah if it doesn't no, go to ot it's definitely like a seven five yeah i like what you're saying about the the offline because lord knows when there's not a camera on me and i'm playing in my own ways i'm looking like the hunchback of notre dame <laughs> basement yep. dweller full-on a little bit and then i guess we'll save the yeah i was gonna talk about play day nine but I, we're gonna leave that for next episode because that's a little bit away so play day there's nine. only yeah there's only one match in play day nine so that's the last week of play um, so we got this week and then next week there's only one game and it's on the Tuesday, I think. Um, yeah, it is. It's on the Tuesday and that's so. Oh, wait, we'll we just... have five, six and then. Oh, no, we're on play day. We have seven and eight and then we're on nine. So we're actually we're in week four, dude. Yeah, we're already in week four. I know, Jesus. right? <laughs> Time flies <sighs> way too quickly. But speaking of being at events and not at home. Uh, let's talk about real quick and I'm not going to have probably like two cents to talk about this So you guys are going to have to take it over uh, The RL London major Just going to say it Go ahead, Jake. Version one's pulling through They're taking it home Com's got that shit talk going on Everyone's hating him for it V1's taking it home It's going to be version one Falcons in the finals V1's taking it Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. K KCP. They're already out. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> as I, much as I, I am I am pretty impressed with the run though. Top twelve is not bad. Oh yeah. I mean they three owed so. BDS and they took And then Liquid, right? Game five. Didn't they uh didn't they beat I didn't see any of the uh, group stage no, stuff. So they beat, they, First first round they lost to Space Station three two so they took them to okay. a game five which is yeah. ridiculous top NA team and you know NA and EU are obviously the powerhouse regions for Rocket League but I mean the skill gaps closing I mean Basically, even their is a three O even their three O today two of the games went to OT and they were like yeah, yeah. one two and three two moist. yeah moist. Like, they played Team BDS and then Moist afterwards which are the two like honestly three non-negotiable teams in eu <laughs> like they're they're showing out they're showing out yeah they're gonna be a force mm -hmm. um no uh realistically i'm thinking thinking moist is gonna make another deep run but i do see a v1 moist grand final um Falcons are obviously surprising a lot of people, um, but I do think it's going to be a V1 Moist Grand Final, and I think Moist takes it. So here's a question for you guys then. This is, and correct me if I'm wrong, like I said, I don't know too much about the RL scene, but with Moist, this is their first event ever, right? Under uh, Moist, it's yeah, their yeah, first yeah, under major. Moist. Yes. Uh, they were under Team Queso up until the start of the spring split right but it is moist for, like moist yeah. doesn't work first yeah you think this makes uh do you think this is like big news i mean obviously it's the same roster so nothing really changes with the roster but do you think this is kind of if they do end up taking it do you think this is kind of like a holy shit for rocket league you know this org comes in instantly picks up queso and a team that didn't really mm. you know 
I don't think so because everyone knew like Team Queso was already making a case yeah, that they were they top two definite. The LA major, like yeah. they were definitely. Yeah. I mean, they really showed up in the winter. They came That's in they and they came really in ninth on everybody's radar. They came in ninth in the fall, and then um, kind of pulled it. I I don't know if they made a roster move or they just started. I think they just started playing more consistently. Um. And then ended up working their way up, came in second in that major, and then um, kind of showed out, won a couple regionals, yeah. and uh, I mean, they were they were looking like a top team before Moy stepped in. So, and I suppose yeah. it does give us kind of like an interesting insight because I know there was a lot of rumors about who was picking them up. Like that, I did follow, um, and it kind of goes to show like. I think if anything, like, let's say they do win it, I think the one thing it does solidify is that, like, Moist, as an org, isn't fucking around. Like, they're not... Yeah, it kind of yeah. validates them as yeah. more than just, like, Moist Critical being a meme lord. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think... And it also does good for the growth of the game because I know uh, Critical hosted watch parties that were almost doing better than RLCS broadcasters. Yeah, he, so. he's going to bring a lot of new eyes in, and that, that's the big thing, and that's that's always fantastic to see because there's a lot of people that watch him that probably have never watched Rocket League in their life, and the yeah. fact that Rocket League is so easy to watch, like like I've said, I, I don't know a lot about the esports scene with Rocket League. I know enough to get by, but I like watching it. I can easily yeah. watch, and I really it's enjoy watching It's super easy to it. follow. It's fast-paced, quick five-minute games. Like, it's not like a game of Valorant or Siege or CSGO where it's, you know, could <laughs> go up to 20, minutes, like, 27 rounds. Like, And you got to know peaks and this mm -hmm. spot and all that yeah, other stuff. All you got to know in Rocket League is car, car go up in air, car hit ball, ball go in goal. Yeah. I mean, I mean and, I, and that's why, you know, not... Sorry, not to cut you off, but no, no, you're good. it's like, um, you know, my girlfriend and I go into RLCS Worlds. I think it would be a lot easier for her to get some sort of understanding of that. Like, all you have to do is really much explain the history of the teams, like what teams are rivals, what, you know, who's the most decorated at LAN, stuff like that, because the concept of the game is simple. Like, if you if you were to take someone casual to a r6 major or whatever you got to explain what operator does what yeah. the, and just it gets too much it get to be yeah. honest it just gets too much and even with things like how somebody got a kill for a while like how do they know and then you have yeah. to explain that and it's because sorry just quickly that's the thing about rock league that's so it, it's so weird that it's not officially a tier one esport yet because it follows such a similar trajectory of traditional sports like any you could bring like you said you could bring anybody to an event and be like hey you know car going car go on field ball go and go boom oh so soccer with cars not a new concept either and you know anyone can get behind it it's like going to see any IRL sport you know anybody can enjoy it and have a good time feel the energy there and they know what's going on i'm going to say this i think next olympics if they're actually able to hold it live like they were planning with the previous one. Until World Open? Yes. If they do some sort of deal to put it either on TV or mass produce it where it's live in person, something you can go do, I think that turns a lot of casual people 
and even people not in video games to realize, oh, this is actually like a legit thing. Oh, yeah. Because out of any esport, I think Rocket League has the easiest transferability of you could put it up at a TV anywhere and explain, hey, this is car soccer. <laughs> yep. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it, people would watch it. Yeah. Psionics is like finally starting to figure that out because I think it was like maybe a year or two ago, they had a live event on ESPN2 and they wanted to bring in like a soccer following. So they had Landon Donovan, US soccer legend, uh, commentating games with like a pro RL caster. And it was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so it was, bad. Dude. It was so He was just so lost. He, he had no idea what he was supposed to say because like, He'd never heard of this before. They just paid him to come on and do this bit for car soccer. <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever seen, which in turn made it great because I love stuff like that. But Look, I think proper planning and they really find someone like, I mean, you got actual athletes. Oh, yeah. Like Joe Burrow. That, he's, yeah. he's like C3. Like he's so, a champ three in Rocket League. Austin Scott. Austin Scott. Philadelphia he's Eagles Dign players. Dignitas now. Yeah. There's like a lot they're, of they're bringing yeah. real names into this. Bryce Alford, pro basketball player. <laughs> nice trio the shout out. <laughs> Question: Can you hear that in the background? No. no. Okay, just making sure. Um, right. Bryce Alford. <laughs> uh, a, a baller, dude. Man, no, man's a shooter. I ain't even gonna lie. You need to go and watch that man's highlights. That man shoots. All right, I think we move to the uh, you know, speaking of ballers, one of our baller sponsors. We're just gonna do a quick ad read for ShakePay. Obviously, we just partnered what maybe two weeks ago now. So, two weeks ago, we partnered up with ShakePay and made it super easy for Canadians. I know I'm with two Americans, but I can speak on the Canadian side. Super easy Sorry, to get I beat. I don't know if camera caught that, but I just spilled all over myself <laughs> with that first sip. It's fine, man. I'm going to keep it in, and I'm also going to keep it in the, the ad read. So yeah, yeah. For Canadians. It's a little triple. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, we're obviously <laughs> partnered with ShakePay, and we've been putting out the Shake plays of the game, and that's been fantastic. They've been fantastic, and they've helped us help you Make it easier to buy BTC, Ethereum, you know, some of the old coins, uh, and they're fantastic. So if you want to sign up, we'll be leaving a link down below. It's going to be shakepay.me slash r slash Parabellum. And you can, uh, you know, go check it out for yourself. Squads is a super cool feature. I know Llama's been super diving into that. And I think in a future episode, we're probably going to have somebody on from Shakepay. You know, pick their mind about a bunch of stuff. See, you know. See what that maybe there's some insider knowledge. Illegal. Uh, <laughs> no, that, that is true. I'm just kidding. Um, but no, I mean speaking of crypto and stuff, and uh, anybody been dwindling in the crypto space? I know you've been dwindling um, your stocks, but crypto. No, but I probably should because it's at a fucking discount right now. Yeah. They dude okay so like i i haven't gotten back into any stocks or anything obviously in the past couple of months but looking it's been so hard not to just pull the trigger on crypto because you know btc was down like crazy it's kind of going back up right now i mean i think it's gonna fluctuate a lot right now 
but BTC ETH, <laughs> didn't see that. I, I was cracking up because one of my buddies who didn't know anything about uh, crypto was pretty much same like headspace as you. Like I've been wanting to just throw money on it, but like haven't. And then he types well, in the group chat, threw a hundred bucks in on on ETH. Let's see what happens <laughs> next day. Up twenty percent. Stonks. Oh yeah. I think COVID uh, messed with a lot of people's idea of investing. Yeah. Because, you know, 20%, 30%, 50% returns in two days is ridiculous. It, it does not happen. I think it's it was just the whole uh, Wall Street bets or whatever on Reddit. Like, well, if you AMC, get enough people, if you yeah. get enough people to buy at one stock, yeah. like, it's going to go up regardless. Yeah. But yeah. I think in the long run, you are going to win more if you invest in things you like. Because I I know people that, I mean, there's a dude at work that made $500,000 off the GameStop whole thing. And yep. then didn't sell at the right time and lost 3000 of that. Granted, he still made $200,000, but if you hop on that train or hop off that train too late, you lose tons of money yeah and so. that's that's the big problem with a lot of i mean like obviously crypto has been pretty stable and there's a lot of things like a lot of factors right now especially with you know i think a big reason for a lot of the crypto stuff is that you know people are worried about recession and stuff so they want to have cash on hand and they you know they want to cash out while it's high and then on top of that when when you have a lot of people cashing out obviously it affects the price everything's going to go down because people are hopping off the boat Paper hands, paper hands. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and that's the thing, right? But we we seen a lot. Of, I don't know. It just goes up and down so so crazy. So I mean, that's been my problem with crypto when I look into it, and especially right now, it's like I could be like, you know, let me throw a grand into BTC while it's down. Um, but then who knows? You know, if we actually go into a full on recession, is it gonna go down even more? And my thousand turns into five hundred, and so on and so forth. And it's like. I think that's the scary thing about crypto where, I mean, it's the scary thing with anything. Let me just reword that a little bit because it can, ha I mean, if a recession happens, everything's going down stocks, crypto, gold, you know, you name, you name it, it's gonna happen. Like, well, doesn't really affect you. Well, actually our economy kind of affects much of the world's economy. I hate to be the whole American number one <laughs> thing, but USA. a lot of a lot USA. of what our economy does affects the rest of the world. So this is a uh, interesting fact for you. Um, June thirtieth, yesterday. Well, it's going to be much later as of recording this, but June thirtieth, end of day, uh, was the lowest our economy has been. I have to find the right wording, but I believe. This whole six-month span is probably the worst turn of the market we've had since almost the '70s, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. So, yeah. so we're in a bad now. we're in a bad time. Everything's at a discount, and that's one of those things. You know, people that I talk to at work or around that don't do stocks as heavily, they see it going down, they sell, they panic. Yeah. Whereas I just keep yeah, you can double dip more like, in. From I, I don't like investing just because I don't. I haven't done enough research on what to invest, what to do. But one of my buddies who invests big in like crypto and stuff like that, his advice was, 
Yeah, so basically what you know is you'll see stuff on social media when it's at an all-time high or an all-time low. So basically just put money in when you see it's at the low, delete the app, don't worry about it. And then when you see something that it's at a high, then you're like, you can go for it now. I don't... No, and I'm only saying, he said do this with an amount of money that you're okay with losing, because obviously with any investment, he's not saying throw your life savings into it. No, 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 no. But I know um, a buddy of mine at work uh, put me on to about two, three weeks ago, uh, Redbox. It was in a short squeeze. Um, I can't stand Redbox. I think it's dead. It's dead. No one uses it. I've never, I didn't even know Redbox still existed, to be honest with you. My CVS down the street. Yeah, but who you, have you used one? Who uses that? Now, do I think their stock is worth $9 a share? No. Uh, but when I did put in a $9 a share, because he, you know, said, do your research, don't throw money into it, you know, if you're not comfortable with losing it, because it could go up, it could go down, but it's being short squeezed like a motherfucker. So could go up. Two days later, it went up to $17. I thought it was going to go, I thought it was going to break 20, had a lot of resistance, and then it went back down to 15 and I sold. I mean, I almost doubled my money. Yeah. So use that, went back. Bought me a share of Tesla. Oh, I'm so happy. I've always wanted to share a Tesla. I'm not even going to lie. That one's up. And then I went back and bought more in the stocks that pay me dividends, stuff that can compound in the future. You know, yeah. the, the stock that I bought was a um, realty holdings company. Um, I, can, I can probably say it. it's O Realty. Uh, their dividend is like 5%. So just for holding that one share, I get 5% of what the stock price is worth. And I have like, 13 shares of them i believe right now so i i buy stuff that can return me money just by holding it so if oh realty goes down i don't care they're still paying me money if and, you know other stocks go down don't care still paying me money <laughs> and you i know. do want to touch on quickly too like you said it's what you do and obviously this we're probably going to talk about this a lot throughout the weeks of this podcast uh, obviously this is not financial advice we are not financial advisors we are not even close to financial advisors we just want to talk about some of the stuff that you know we've seen on the media we've we do, we do personal <laughs> noobsy just giving you that look don't listen to him don't he will lead you into bad places <laughs> uh, but that's Someone the thing to work with noobsy don't listen to him exactly but we know yeah we're not financial advisors do not take whatever we say, even if we're talking about a meme stock, even if we're talking about something that sounds like foolproof that it's going to make you money. Do your own research, you know, stick with the numbers, not your gut. I mean, come on. Would Jesus you really take says. financial advice from a dude drinking pit, pink Whitney out of a bottle? Come on. From a guy, from a guy named Noobsy. Exactly. So, but yeah. It's signed. It's signed by Biz himself <laughs> and, and Nezzy. Gotta lo- I love Derek Nesbitt. And then I'll, ju- yeah. I'll, ju- I'll just Gotta finish quickly before we go on the booze talk <laughs> that obviously the, uh, any of our opinions on all crypto stocks and all this stuff does not reflect on ourselves or does not reflect on Parabellum or any of their sponsors. So this is nothing that ShakePay has given us. This is nothing that Parabellum told us to say. This is all the three of us personal opinions and not advice. Um, and yeah, from there, I mean, we kind of touched the... You want to touch anything else on your portfolio or are you good? Uh, not really the portfolio. I do want to say in the coming weeks, uh, probably want to dive into uh, esports careers and in investing, you know, how to maximize money pro- professional players are eating now. 
again, no, not financial advice, but just things that, I mean, it happens in traditional sports too, where people make money and then spend it. So just yep. to kind of ensure that, you know, it's actually one thing I've always been super impressed in, you know, I've seen a lot of teams throughout my time in esports, even before joining Parabellum originally. And I have never been so impressed with a team. Now, fair enough. I don't normally get to talk to a whole team at once. Usually I know individuals from teams but with the PB boys. All I got to say is there's, I don't know about the new roster. I can only speak on the original roster that I've met in person in Toronto and stuff. They're really good with their money from what I've Brilliant. heard. From what they've told me, at least. So, I mean, I just got to say props to them. It's not often you see some young guys being, like, actually genuinely pretty smart with their money. Like, uh, That's good. And then speaking of stocks and stuff, I know there's, I know Noobsy want to talk about this quite a lot, but uh, Faze, Faze going public. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying them. No? I, I, didn't, isn't this the second time that they've made a big announcement like this? Or they yes, but this time... The, the company... They overvalued the first time by uh, a ton, uh, <laughs> but I believe it was the B. Riley Holdings firm filed like a joint SEC thing saying that they are merging with FaZe um, and going to be on the stock exchange. Um, I don't know if the SEC approved it, but I think they did because it was news. It wasn't just them announcing it for the second time. Yeah. But I have to go back and double check. But again, not a big fan of what FaZe Clan does with their money. Um, with them overvaluing so bad at the beginning. I, I, I they believe there's like a, a bad billion. history of doing stuff a, like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't trust like, them with your money though. Like from their from their individual creators that didn't really I mean, and that's, receive that's, a big punishment. That's that's where I kind of disagree. Only because, like, I know, like, I know the crypto schemes you're talking about and stuff, and it was with mm -hmm. their content creators. I'm pretty sure, though, this is a decision that's come directly from the top. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, oh, most yeah. of the people involved in this, <laughs> to, with, to say it politely, yeah. don't give a fuck about their content creators. Like, they're a lot mm -hmm. higher up to the point where they probably don't even know who their content creators are. They just want it to go yeah. public. Um. But I do have a question for both of you. Do you think, I mean, this is kind of the first like extreme example we've seen an org at, at a tier one level go public. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Uh, no, uh, Luminosity is uh, EGLX, if I'm not mistaken. They're on okay, the same yeah. old news company. But as an org directly, I mean, though. Ah, uh, yeah, no, yeah. I think this is the first time. Because I, I know for a fact, like, EG, like you're right, Luminosity is under the EGLX banner, but I'm not sure if that's directly, you know, I, I'm not sure how they're doing that. But but yeah, as an org, I mean, I think it's going to be, but yeah, this is kind of the first time we're properly seeing it. And I think, I don't know, I don't know how to feel about it. Like, I think it's going to do good things for FaZe, and I think it's going to allow them to do even more. I just don't know if it's something they necessarily needed to do at this point like i feel like they're kind of in the spot where unless they've got something huge planned that they want to do and the only thing that changes it is going public and having investors but i don't know i think well i mean they've always prided themselves on being like pioneers in the industry and trying to be bigger and better than anything that's happened in the space yeah so i'd imagine that 
I mean, it's a statement. Plus, <laughs> it's sure. one of those. It's just one of the check marks. I mean, mm. they've kind of done everything in the space. You know, they've partnered with Disney, Nerf. I mean, they've yeah. partnered with huge, huge brands and brought in huge, huge talent. Started from just a bunch of nerds. The doing only trick shots. the only team to partner with Rocket League directly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much because of uh, the Nissan sponsorship. So it's like. I think they're kind of doing this as a check mark, but I do see I, I, I wanted to bring it up. I do think probably Optic would be the okay. next one oh, to do yeah. something like that. But I think I would actually invest in Optic because I just think they're one. I like their brand a little bit more. Um, Hex is a very intelligent individual. Their, their it doesn't look like a bunch seem, of frat guys. Doesn't seem as much as guys in suits. Yeah, parading and puppeting. The trick shatters that turned yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, Hex I think... is very on the ground. He looks very genuine, even though he's like, you can tell he's up here. He's not an idiot, but he also is not one of the suits. So I think with FaZe, I think for me, it's like, I think this could, like, that's why, why I'm really like even ground on this because obviously I know the crypto schemes in the past, but I also know Faze, I also know. Bank's involvement in crypto and NFT and he has been a pretty original OG when it comes to the crypto space and the NFT space and he he does know what he's talking about and so it's you know whether this is a play directly from him and you know he said it's him saying you know we need to get stocks going and being in the market and you know they've pushed their they've pushed crypto in the past they've I know he's personally huge into crypto and it's just it'll be very curious to see how it goes and who follows really yeah. and if well, this is another phase banks pioneering thing like i'm probably gonna get shares eventually but not originally because i think what they what the the company because i looked at the b riley holdings company that filed it their stocks at like 40 dollars a share right now um don't really think that's gonna go up if it does go See, live that's I my, think it's gonna go down that's my big question mark Not about financial advice, stock. <laughs> remember but i think it's gonna go down See, yeah and that's that's my big question mark for me about esports stocks and stuff is like what is gonna fluctuate? okay obviously like sponsors and stuff and and you know public eye is gonna fluctuate this a lot and any deals they make whether they get bought out or etc etc but like is the actual esports side of it gonna affect this at all, right? Like, let's say FaZe went a major in Rocket League or CS or even R6. It's like, what does this mean actually on the esports side? Or is this really just like a, hey, we're going public, it's gonna be under FaZe, but it's really not for the people that they're kind of showing it to, you know? They're kind of showing it to esports fans and FaZe fans saying like, hey, we're going public. And, you know, there'll be stock people at, that are also face fans, but really what in esports is actually going to directly change that stock price that isn't on the business level anyway. You know what I mean? That could be a holding company yeah. in the first place. So I don't think there's really anything like there's not that one thing I can think of that. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> if, if major wins and stuff does affect the stock price and you know people go oh yeah you know they just want to major they probably got a big deal coming people buy more and it does change it then you know i think that we'll see a lot open. of yeah 
but like i know sponsors is a big part of it but like say they win a major of some sort it's like how is let's just throw a number of three hundred thousand. how is three hundred thousand gonna affect like make a big enough splash because that's just on like the face value of what public sees yeah like how i i can't see that affecting like we can too much we can kind of see into the back end because we know org takes and you know we don't know the exact numbers but we understand the kind of business side behind what the org actually makes and i mean wins don't really mean anything it's all what the companies i think the only way that changes it the only thing that changes it in my opinion and and i'm i'm really excited to see how it plays out is the fact that if they do even the like ignore that three hundred thousand number we threw out I don't even think the money matters what they win. I think it'll be how many eyes did that tournament get on them winning with their sponsors on their jerseys, you know, if it's Rocket League with the sponsors on the cars. And and I think that's the sort of stuff that can change it where, you know, other companies go, hey, we saw them win, we won in. And then, you know, whether it's partnerships or sponsorships and, you know, the stock goes up because all the sponsors are happy they got that 2 million viewer public eye across all platforms. And it's, yeah. it's like, will that change it much? Or will that be like, a, hey, it went up five bucks because they won this week or this month. And then next month, yeah. it goes right back down to that 40 mark. So I don't know. I mean, it's yeah. going to be super tough. That's the big thing. Like, that's why I just said at face value. Yeah. It's like the public eye, like the fans of FaZe, 99% of them, they don't know, like their new sponsorship with Ghost Energy after ending things with G Fuel. They have zero clue what that value is for that yeah. they're just like oh new energy drink oh, yeah. they won a tournament like like the actual money that's in phase is probably absurdly high to what the common eye thinks it is yeah i i think and i think we can like i said before we can kind of understand again we don't know actual dollar amount but nissan really well, that think about it. It brings in T- a ton of money for FaZe with Clan. TSM's partnership with that FTX. Wasn't that like a 200 million plus deal? Something like that. I yeah, think it was, it was some... an absurd amount. <laughs> Here, I'll yeah. pull it up. But uh, I, I know it was, it, it's because they got naming rights. Um, yeah. and, and that is a Kinda huge like a oh. general NRG. Yeah, $210 yeah. million dollar sponsorship. Yeah. So, I mean, that. I mean, speaking of absurd, absurd money, because I think we've kind of touched on that topic good enough. Um, VCT, this is going to be a weird segue, but VCT Valorant, um, I saw in the news that they had over, I think, 150 plus in growing partner applications for this the... Is a weird it is a weird segue. It's for, but, it's for NA only, though, isn't that? I See, or that's that what I'm overall? not sure about. Um, but I know it's because they're looking to go in that sort of franchise partner route. And that's where I wanted to go to about, you know, absurd money. We've seen, I mean, only so far in esports, we've only seen failed franchising. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, CDL, terrible. Overwatch right. League, terrible. Overwatch League is dead. And see, Who watches that? That's Same my thing problem. With TDL. Where we have these. The, the only franchise that I think is done remotely well is maybe League of Legends. Um, I, I don't watch any of that, so I but, can't tell you. But my only problem is, like, it's very scary to see 
esports go franchise um especially with like over we've seen like cdl and owl and those were those are fails but the question is what we don't know on the back end is you know did these orgs break even you know was it good enough that they broke even but at that like 30 million dollar mark just to get in i don't think so and the viewership isn't there you know coca-cola pulled out of the old wl it's there's so many question marks about these franchises and i know people in the background know the answers but franchise is scary because if valorant and i don't think valorant will mess it up i think they'll follow very closely with their league of legends you know um structure but so yeah 150 partner applications that is crazy and uh I I mean, I think they're going to have a hard time choosing what orgs get picked. I mean, there's obviously going to be some prerequisites. You know, it'll be a definitely an income thing. Um, I oh, think yeah. content will be another, you know, can they provide? There's a lot of big orgs out there that really don't care for their content. And you can tell on paper, they're probably just, you know, the, some really rich owners that are running this thing and they don't really understand the space. Uh, but then you have orgs that are like... Um, you know, I think we were just talking about them. Phase. I mean, Phase is a great example of content. You know, they split their content into multiple avenues, whether it's org content, you know, they have a shit ton of content creators, um, even Phase Bank streams. Like everybody that needs a name on Phase streams. And even their CS players and stuff, like I'm sure their other teams do as well. They stream on Twitch. And that's a little thing sometimes, but it's content still. Um, I and mean, that's why 100 Thieves blew up so quick. Nate Shot knew that space better than anyone. Exactly. Yep. And, and, and he, like, had, he had investors take a risk with him and he blew up the scene. And I imagine, I, I can almost guarantee you 100 Thieves is definitely one of those partners. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah and they, they won a couple Valorant majors already, haven't they? Um, they won, right? I think they've won one. Else? I know, I know 100 Thieves has been having a tough time. Regardless of their team, I mean, their connections in the Valorant space yeah. alone is enough to... I do think, like, you know... That. There's some pros with franchising, but I think kind of COVID screwed that up. Because if my understanding, like with the CDL, the whole plan was to rotate majors to a home arena. Yeah. Like, um, I think Atlanta Phase was going to have the Turner Studios, the London, uh, the London team was going to have Copper Box. Like it was going to rotate around to different areas and then yeah. you couldn't do anything. Which but, is... Doesn't help that the merch sucks. Doesn't help that the game sucks. Like the merch is just three colors, a line across the front, and the team name. It's terrible. Do, do they not uh, and allow it's 80 to, bucks. Do it's they 80 not bucks. allow teams to have personalized merch? Like, is it just like a no. baseline? Of so it's, it's a franchise team, and the uh, CDL takes a cut, and then the team takes their cut, like a revenue share. And, but and the jerseys so suck. That leads me to my second point about this. Like, I. That's one of the biggest things I did not like about Overwatch League and CDL, the naming rights. As soon as they join that franchise, they are not allowed to be like, so if we joined it, we wouldn't be able to be called Parabellum Esports. We'd have to probably be called like the Toronto Peanut Butters or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, people bitch that. that they were called that phase got to keep their name the atlanta phase because yeah. they're the only ones that get to do that yeah i, I remember there's big backlash with phase and optic because you you hear phase and optic that is call of duty yeah they yeah. made call of duty same thing with the la thieves too people were annoyed with that 
because Oxygen can't do anything with their name, even though yeah, they're the Boston like, what, Breach. Boston Breach. Yeah, and that's the problem, but, right? Like these orgs pay all this money to get in, and I think it's such a flaw in franchising. They because they don't it, even get to use their own branding. Yeah, and the thing, thing is though, when they gain fans, like let's say like COD, like obviously COD is always gonna have a huge fan base. Let's say somebody starts watching their first esport is CDL, and they watch, you know, a uh, that's Boston Breach. I'll use OXG really good example and they watch but they're they only know of boston breach now they don't maybe they don't even know that oxygen esports is a real thing like they don't even know of that main org and those orgs can't even sell them pb merch or oxygen merch because they don't know what they're looking at and it's such a fail in franchising and it's almost a fuck you to orgs because it's like hey you have to push this branding I think a great example of that is take, what is it, Minnesota Roker? Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, owned uh, by V1's Gary Vee. Yeah, the, 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 we'll just use Twitter as an example. The Roker Twitter account has like hundreds of thousands of followers. V1, which is the org that supports that, has like, what, 45k? Yeah, and they're really only known using, for Valorant. Yeah, like Valorant, Rocket League, and CDL are their three main things, but like... No one knows Imagine if they were able to use the CDL <laughs> to push their branding, they would be massive. Like, and what's crazy big, is, like... is because Gary Vaynerchuk, the guy that owns version one, mm-hmm. is huge. Yeah, he's a multi million dollar or multi million as much as I like social media him. platform. Genius, yeah, he's he's amazing. Um, but I mean, again, jerseys are $80 and there's nothing on it, it just I saw one, it was Atlanta phase. It just says Atlanta and it's red, white, and black. Uh, that's it. You know, this same Jersey was a limited run and it was 70 Canadian, if I'm not mistaken, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Cause I paid much less than 70. Cause I think that's about right. I'm in America, value. but like this, this Jersey has a story behind it. Cause Drew was able to touch it, you know? The, the cherry blossoms mean something. The color means something. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. actual, like there's a reason to get the jersey. Yeah. Whereas I'm not paying 80 bucks for a three color jersey that just says Atlanta. That, that, that's it. That, and, uh, there's nothing to that. Uh, so two things. One, I, I, Jake, I did just quickly Google because I was curious. So yeah, you're, the V1 account has 39,000 followers. The Minnesota Rockers have... 86k followers and it's like be thinking of a different team then but still i mean it's it's still double double. yeah just from one game and yeah if they could think how much more orgs could post anything and get that Mm -hmm. sort of you know people come and this happens a lot with orgs like we've seen it even in pb and you know we're a much smaller org we've had people come for r6 and stay for rocket league but that's never Mm going to happen if you're forced to only post under that name and only show yourself under that name. And yeah. my second issue with the whole franchising thing, and I think I think CDL and OWL are great learning experiences for other franchises that are not going to follow directly. But th- the naming thing is a problem. But even the naming problem aside, the city problem, that you can only have one team per city. So yeah, unless if, you're Los Angeles. Well, yeah, yeah. Unless in special in special situations, but it's like 
if we were to join well, the CDL or the OWL, the money is. Yeah, exactly. If we were yeah. to join the CDL though or the OWL, we'd have to go to a different city in Ontario or even pick somewhere, you know, other side of Canada because we couldn't be the Toronto. It's Toronto, Toronto Ultra. Ultra right? I can't Toronto... stand about sports either. Like there's like in hockey, there's two LA teams. Football, yeah. there's two LA teams. Like has a big well, market, I mean, no one cares about it. Yeah. I mean that's yeah, that's how traditional sports works. So they're big market teams. Like could Indianapolis, like could the Indiana Pacers field another basketball team? No. 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 LA could probably have four that's, and still that's, have the worst attendance. That's where esports differs because yes, franchising is city based, but PB being a smaller org probably has majority of their pull from Toronto. Exactly. But you take LA Thieves, that's a national, international thing. That's not like they have their audience from LA. And so last thing, because I did, we probably do need to move on, but the the problem, like you you mentioned it there, like Parabellum having a smaller pool and being having to change city name, that's the problem too. Because if most of their people are from Toronto, the only way they'll get the rest of Canada, like they're not gonna they're not gonna get anybody else from Canada fan wise if they're called like the the Mississauga Parabellums. Like that's the city Edmonton, right next to Toronto. The Edmonton Mothers. Yeah. yeah I mean and that's the, the Windsor. <laughs> and that's the <laughs> that's thing. Like basically people, America. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but no, but people like the Toronto name, like if you're going to force that anyway, the Toronto name is important because then you go, oh, Toronto, you know, like that's, I'd say Toronto is probably the most known city in Canada because, yeah. may, well, Drake definitely helped that out probably. What do you mean? <laughs> well, well, St. Edward's New Brunswick. Prince <laughs> <laughs> um, Edward Island goes crazy. Yo, no that, them, okay, baby. yeah, we're, that's, that's my goal actually. We're going to be the Prince Edward <laughs> Island. Nah, that would be, be the new that would be elite though. That would yeah. be kind of elite. But the uh, PEIs, baby. <laughs> Speaking of you know franchising and all of its issues, uh, something in the news that we've all kind of talked about, and I know Twitter's been talking about it. R six potentially franchising, and when this is, I will say before we even get into this topic, this Heavy is not official speculation. This is spec. Yeah, this is speculation. It's not official knowledge. None of us know shit. Um, but from the looks of it on Twitter, they did say that there would not be, or there might not be a R6 NACL relegation match into the pro league. And that kind of leads the question to then what? What's going to happen to Mirage? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That was, a, that was a shot fire for sure. But, uh, but no, and that's the thing, like what happens to the, like, but it, it goes on both sides. Right. And that's actually a really good point as, as much as that was a meme, like, what does happen to Mirage? What happens to, you know, one shot or whoever's winning well, NACL? Yeah, I mean, let alone Mirage, like there's- Why play NACL? Imagine FaZe wants to relocate from South America and they want to come back to NA if they franchise. Yeah. Who are, they're just going to knock someone out because FaZe can out, outbid anybody. Because like with franchising, it ultimately comes down to bidding war, who's biggest, yeah. stuff like that. Like there's a lot of factors, but- I mean, I, I can be honest, and I'm sure any fan would know that, like, if it if it came down to a bidding war, a lot of these smaller orgs are going to get knocked out of the park mm -hmm. so quickly, and then yeah. these orgs are going to yeah. be forced to sell these players because they don't want to fuck over the players. Like, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think R6, they're going to have to be really, really careful with this. Uh, 
you know, this might not be a sign of franchising. It could just be, you know, they're thinking about something else, but really nothing. It doesn't really point to anything else. So yeah. they could go an interesting route, but if they're not going to take relegation matches, then it, it has to mean a franchise or partner, you know, maybe they might go the Halo route or the VCT route and go like the partner program. Um, but then again, it's like, who do you decide gets into this partner program? Because there's 10 teams in the NAL. Yeah. I think there needs to be, now this would probably be crazy, but I think it would be kind of neat. Would be like a 16 team league or whatever. And you could have the 10 NALs have an academy team plus six play-in teams. And then kind of see... It would kind of give it just a little bit more weight in a way. Yeah. I, I don't think that would ever happen, but that would be kind of like a dream league I would want to see. Yeah, I mean, this isn't like a publicly known thing, opinion of mine, but like a lot of my friends know this. I love relegation style leagues. Yes, like, there needs to be more weight. There, there's like every the game. NBA, the NBA, the Kings suck. And they have sucked for so long. Imagine if there was a Bunsen burner below them fueling some fire that they're feeling. Like, you look at Premier League over in England for soccer. Three teams are not going to be in that league at the end of the season. Yep. So, yes, there's always going to be that top six that consistently performs that are always going to be in the Premier League. But that provides those, or that pushes those lower market teams to make moves to make sure that they stay up. I think it'd it's be neat to give these push. I think it'd be neat if the Atlantic Gladiators were able to bump their way to the right. AHL and then yeah, bump like, their way to the yeah. NHL. Like I don't like, know much about hockey, but who is it? The Coyotes that are playing at like Coyotes Arizona are terrible. States. They're they're like, arena. They they're playing they're at Arizona play. State yes. next year. Go Sun Devils! Come on. <laughs> so Scooter, for comparison, where the Atlanta Gladiators play a team two leagues below them have an arena that is 4,000 more seats than what they're about to play in. And they're an NHL team. Yep. The Atlanta Gladiators Gas South Arena is 9,000 seats. Yeah. And it, so, but see, the thing back into confusing. esports, that's a whole different episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll let you guys take that episode. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I'll, I'll really, go hammer. I'm really enthusiastic about relegation. <laughs> but no, and I it, think it just provides that extra push. And I, I, I agree, and I think it's going to be weird unless they're going to replace it with something that's like extreme relegation. But the one thing that I hope if they're going to, I like, I'm not going to say take away relegation because none of us know what they're actually going to do. One thing I want to see them do is a more CSGO style where, you know, teams that don't make, and they do it for the invitational, but they don't do it for anything else. They're, I want to see more last chance qualifiers where like teams from every level duke it out on a huge bracket and you know whoever makes it somehow secures this last spot and in, in for these yeah. majors and for invitationals but the majors is a big thing like there needs to be like a last chance qualifier for every region so you know you have to add four teams make the groups like five teams instead but like i want to see that yeah, exactly. I know SI is much smaller, but yeah, Rocket League is a great example of that they have eight worlds like, is that. Yeah. No, not even for worlds, it's just for like league play. Like they have eight teams that are solidified at the beginning of each split because they did the best in the previous split. And then those other eight spots 
whoever qualifies. Every yeah. team. Like, they yes, the, the top eight that follow, like, or I guess the bottom eight that would make it, they get an automatic qualification to day three. But then there's a 300, 400 team qualifier bracket. Yep. You know, where everyone gets a shot to make it. And you see and some insane nice. runs and you see yeah. a lot of promise. Like there's teams that wouldn't be on someone's radar that yeah. like they're, they're gonna come out of team, nowhere. Their team name is literally randoms because they had, they'd never been in RLCS before. Like granted they're a rank a rank X team. So like, you know, they're well known in like the bubble community, like people that are in rocket league know who they are, Yeah, but they qualified for RLCS and made a decent run. That's elite. Yeah. Like, and that, that's what I, that's what I hate seeing in esports. Like when you when you go into franchising and even in a lot of these, like look at our team in R six, for example. Okay, I I do know that they would have eventually made pro league anyway, and they also got it robbed from them. But again, that's a story for another time. If you haven't heard that one, um, but when they got to play at SI, sure they had already had um NACL to show themselves off a little bit. We went into SI, sure, we had a shit first day, but every day after that, no one would have seen us if not for that qualifying bracket. Now, fair enough, we got to skip a step because of a Canadian uh, league that was, you know, before they did the merger, but more things like that need to happen because people saw us at a, on a world stage where they wouldn't have seen us before. And Our though, story is ridiculous. That yeah. whole week was and they just need insane. events. Like they just need to keep throwing events our way, so that or not sorry, not even our way. In general, where any team, you know, they throw up a face it page. It's a for, like Jake said about the Rocket League stuff. It's a four hundred team qualifier, and whoever dukes it out over those three days of a open qualifier makes it into a closed qualifier or even a you know, just gets the spot. Yeah. I, I usually like they, do they prefer do that, the close. They but. do that for NACL, don't they? Like you can um, sign up to play yeah. qualifier for like the last two spots NACL. Yeah. And so I don't know if they do it for all regions, but I just know because. Um, yeah. I only know how the NACL R6 knowledge is limited, but. <laughs> uh, but they definitely like, I want to see more of that in events because the thing is, right. Let's say our season are the rest of our pro league season or for stage two goes perfectly. Let's say we get three points every game and somehow we don't make it to the major. Let's say just everybody in the top four was better than us. And, you know, I don't think that's even actually possible if we relegate our relegation win every match, but still just for the point, let's say we came fifth and we didn't get in. Okay. Well then fifth place gets granted, you know, quarterfinal closed qualifier spot. Fifth and sixth, maybe both get it. And then everybody else plays through an open qualifier and boom. And then they get to whoever wins that close qualifier from each region gets the spot of that major. And it's one more content for fans, more content to push the R6 skins, more, you know, teams can actually show themselves. Young talent can show themselves that need to be moved up to NEL, you know, um, and NACL teams can even take a crack at it. And that's the sort of stuff that I think we need. And I just don't, I don't know. I think we're in the next couple of weeks, I think we'll hear more, but I definitely think we have to keep an eye out um, for whatever, you know, Ubisoft slash R6 is even going to do. Um, but I mean, speaking of keeping our eyes out, I'm going to keep my eyes out for our sponsors. <laughs> uh, just, I know, I know. Um, keep our eyes open with this energy drink. Well, exactly. That's who. Well, we're gonna start with one other first. 
but oh. i do i am gonna give a quick shout out to all of our sponsors you know we got react the the big boys at the top uh we got compete which is you know oh we didn't do we touch on that did we touch on compete no well no yeah, but we, had to push the yeah, we need to because okay, we we'll, had to push it push we'll, it back we'll talk about that after the quick shout out so compete and then obviously guru we've been with guru for a while now shout out to them banger energy drink uh shake pay raven quoted tech and zoe and uh they're all fantastic obviously helping make this happen helping put those clean logos on the clean jerseys and you know shout out to them <laughs> can i show them or so yeah oh yeah of course um, yeah well, hold on wait let me just block, block that one <laughs> let me this certain... one. and uh, then block this one but yeah so yeah we touched on shoulder <laughs> compete real quick uh you guys want to just take that one you yeah i want to kick um, that one off i'll i'll hit that one jake uh so due to a conflict we were going to be running a uh a rocket league uh compete gg tournament a um it was going to be yeah the 8-bit cup uh 250 prize pool cad of course um, with an 8-bit uh, coffee prize pack, but due to a scheduling conflict with another event, we're going to have to push it back. Uh, probably going to wait maybe about a week or two. Um, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's going to be casted. going to have different matches. Um, so hopefully we get some good teams. Um, so stay posted on the socials, and we'll definitely um, talk about it, uh, probably preview some of the teams, so maybe get incentive to get a run through the bracket on if we know them or not. So, uh, yeah, going to be a fun time, and we'll keep you guys posted on that tournament coming up. Yeah, yeah, and we're really excited to do it. This will be the first time we have an event like this where we actually get to, you know, pursue some type of tournament organization. And, and we're, we're excited to do that, and we, we know we got a lot of people in the Rocket League community that, that are excited for it. I'm just excited to watch some more Rocket League, honestly. And we're pushing on a new platform, new sponsor, Compete. Mm -hmm. So going to see how that works out. I think this is their first time doing Rocket League. Um, so a lot of learning, but it's going to be a fun event. And, uh, I think we're going to learn a lot and make even more better events in the future. I think this one's going to be fun though. Yeah. And you touched on, uh, socials. I'll just give a, you know, I imagine if you're watching this, you know, our socials, but if you've come across this video randomly, don't forget to follow Parabelm on Twitter at PBLM esports, uh, officially verified. Can't believe that actually happened. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> and then uh, you know Instagram. I think we're our PBLM esports as well. I'll put them. I'll put them in the description. I actually don't know our Instagram off the top of my head. Yeah. Did I get it? I think it is PBLM esports. Okay, bad, I thought maybe he was looking. Bad content slot. <laughs> but uh, you know we're getting real close to the end here. But I just wanted to touch on. First, schedule. This is kind of the boring part, so we'll get it out of the way. Um, so the, obviously this podcast is a brand new series. Noobsy's already fallen asleep at this one, but we're going to be doing a episode every single week. Oh, hell yeah. That was, uh, that was great quality. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> I'll ever do that again. <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to be doing an episode every single week. Uh, it's going to be pre-recorded for the YouTube and spotify and that's going to be recorded by us and released on mondays so you should be seeing this on monday and if you're not either i noobzy or jake royally fucked up 
and the end of every month every tuesday the last tuesday of every month i should say is going to be a live edition of this podcast that's probably going to go horribly horribly wrong but in a really good way but that's content exactly it'll be hammered (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that's going to be the last tuesday of every month there's the man he's just you know (laughs) follow me boys follow uh but yeah so it's gonna be the last tuesday of every month live on twitch.tv forward slash pblm esports and then uh we don't know what time those are gonna go live but just follow the social medias down below and we may eventually make a twitter for this podcast we'll we'll see may it might just run it through the parabomb there's a lot of things we still need to figure out this is gonna be pretty dry for the first couple of weeks but uh and then i just want to quickly touch on what we kind of want to accomplish with this podcast we kind of talked about it very very quickly at the beginning but and i think it's a pretty short conversation as well but for me it's just you know the refrag was really fun to do but for me i wanted to extend that to everything world news esports obviously again today was like super esports heavy but it's because we've missed a lot um so it's going to be refrag plus more essentially and then you know i just want to have a podcast where people can tune in listen to jake Listen to me. Listen to Noobsy. We're going to talk a bunch of shit. You can tell us what you think in the comments and stuff. You know, whether you agree with us, disagree with us, opinions on what we've talked about, opinions you want us to talk about. And I just wanted to take that podcast to more of a chilled out level than the refrag. The refrag was very chill with Drew, but, you know, we're taking it to more of a, a conversation than a podcast. <laughs> and then what about I you just... guys? You guys want to, anything you want to add? I just like being in front of the camera. Follow me on Twitter, boys. Jmall underscore underscore RL. Get them numbers up. Man, imagine two having two underscores. underscores. Yeah. Sorry, I was nerd, I dude. was late to the esports game. Okay, <laughs> there's apparently a lot of Jamal RLs out there. Well, Sir Noobsy on Twitter, capital S, capital N. At not Sir Noobsy. Oh, it's just at Noobsy, isn't it? <laughs> Oh yeah, not Sir Noobs. He's my uh, burner account. Um, find me. I'm the man of the bucket hat. Waiting on some Raven GG PB bucket hat merch. Um, so hopefully I can persuade Llama. <laughs> you're just and making me your demands. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just Llama can't defend himself, so I'm just gonna go up to him and be like, "Hey, I need a I need a bucket hat." So. And then obviously all these are gonna be on. Uh, on screen and down below if you need to read them mine is just at scooter csgo because you know finding scooter anything plain is impossible underscore underscore scooter no i'll I'll change my ad to razor scooter when we get well you know oh leaks (laughs) leaks i'm just kidding no it's not leaks not Um, a yo a yo no sponsor (laughs) um yeah i know i think balance hit me up Add but, Pink Whitney, sponsor the show. Get me a twee board. Add a Pink Whitney. We already got the Pink Whitney collab match. <laughs> yeah, we just gotta change the flowers <laughs> to bottles, dude. Get business to sign it. That'd be kind of sick. Wow, this outro is chalked. Yeah, this is super <laughs> chalked, terrible. but it's you know that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to be chalked. It's meant to be a bit more on the you know not a straightforward side. But we're gonna call it for today. That's gonna be. The same time next week and then uh end of july you'll get the live one and, and that that's gonna be chalked like that's gonna be terrible 
<laughs> at right. the end of the month, dude. Because if we, if we get 50 live viewers, I'm shotgunning on stream. Oh, there you go. You heard it. Uh, we can kind of go more into it. I'll go into it after the show. Maybe I... <laughs> All right. And we'll see you guys. Uh, well, you guys will see this on Monday, and then we'll see you next Monday. Peace, peace. See Later. Y'all take it easy. Stay pretty.